Hello everybody and welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies. Today we're going to be talking about the year 2009, a year that saw some well-varied and disturbing movies come out, um, as well as my kid's favorite <laughs> um, Disney movie, The Princess and the Frog. Uh, 2009 is a year that has some interesting uh, work by lots of varied directors. We get Thirst by Bong Joon-ho, um, Ivan Reitman's Up in the Air, uh, the Road, Lars von Trier's Antichrist, which is nuts, and a return to horror for Sam Raimi with Drag Me to Hell. Speaking of directors, though, today we're going to be talking about, once again, one of my favorite directors, and that is Quentin Tarantino. 2009 saw the release of what I think is Tarantino's masterpiece, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is a movie that kind of pulls a trick on everybody. The It's ostensibly a war movie, but it really is a movie that's talking about movies, which, you know, is kind of Tarantino's favorite thing to talk about. Um, Inglorious Bastards just shows Tarantino at kind of his peak at, of his powers as, as a director. Everything in this movie works really well. Now, because this is set during World War II, there's a lot that's taken from World War II movies. The, the Bastards themselves are a take on the Dirty Dozen. Um, there's sequences that are similar to uh, lots of different uh, war movies. I mean, there's tons of World War II movies. Um, so we have sequences related to D-Day, uh, sequences related to uh, just some of the more... Uh, well, I guess some of the, the different aspects of, of that war, but a lot of this it's in the, a lot of that is in the background. The bastards themselves are maybe in maybe about thirty minutes of this two and a half hour long movie, even though the movie is named after them. Uh, the movie takes a lot of time following other characters, including uh, Shoshana, which play, who is played by Melanie Laurent, who is a French uh, Jew who escapes from Colonel Hans, Land Hans Landa, played by Christoph Christoph Waltz. Now, Melanie Laurent is great in this movie, but the person that really kind of takes this film is Christoph Waltz. He, th I think this was basically his introduction to American audiences. It's the first thing, at least, that I ever saw him in, and at this time period, I watched lots of movies. Uh, regardless, though, he... Is wonderful in this film. He is despicable, he is very interesting, and he's funny. And as I said, because this is a movie that is really about movies, um, a lot of sequences are cribbed straight from movies. The opening of the movie, which is this 20-minute just sequence of dread is the best thing probably in the whole thing not the most memorable but i think the best thing and it is cribbed perfectly from sergio leone so even though this isn't a western or even close to a western the whole sequence just uh, sings like it's something straight out of the good the bad and the ugly christoph waltz is marvelous as i said um i know tarantino had mentioned that uh colonel lando was the most difficult role to cast because it required an actor who could speak English, German, French, and Italian. And Christoph Waltz can do that. And he is great in all three. 
the and this is one of those movies where language actually really makes a big difference because and, and it's kind of um pointed out in this in the beginning sequence because the movie starts off he, he you know he's talking in german he's in france so then he switches to french meanwhile there's people hiding in this house that he where he's interrogating um the home's owner and they don't speak uh, English. So he actually switches to English at one point in order to be able to kind of tell him that he knows that he's hiding these people and to point them out in order to, um, in order to uh, kill them. I mean, um, and the tension is the fact that we know what's going on, but the characters don't because they don't understand what, what is happening. Uh, and there's a lot of little things like that. Um, Michael Fassbender is also in this movie, and I think what just like uh, Waltz, I think this was the movie where American audiences really got to know Michael Fassbender as well. Uh, there's a lot of great work in this movie, um, but even like uh, Till Schweiger's character, Ugo Stiglitz, is named after an actual European actor. So a lot of stuff just kind of tying it back. Um, there's conversations about Pabst, and there's conversations wherein Michael Fassbender's character, Lieutenant Archie Hickox, um, talks about movies and compares like German movies to the movies for Hollywood. Um, it's fascinating for someone like me who really enjoys movies to just kind of see all these conversations about movies themselves. Um, and then the climax, which I think is what everyone really remembers of this movie, wherein Hitler and the entire th um, th uh, Third Reich is gunned down, blown up, and burned to death in a movie theater. So basically everyone is saved by movies in this movie i think like i said it's his masterpiece um the best movie that he's done there's other movies that, it, that he's made since which i think are close but for me at least this is his uh crowning achievement the other movie that i wanted to touch upon speaking of interesting directors is a single man a single man is a small little drama that was directed by um fashion des uh, designer tom ford in one of the twenty, one of the two movies that he's directed, this was his debut. Um, a single man is very stylish. It's just kind of what you would expect from a fashion designer, someone who um, uses colors in, in a very interesting way in his suits. So on top of everything, um, because Tom Ford did this, I mean, there's just impeccable, impeccable fashion for um, Colin Firth, who's the main character. Um, this movie revolves around Firth's character, who's a professor, who is. Um, contemplating suicide uh it's coming up on the one-year anniversary of his boyfriend's um, death and this is in the 60s so of course everything is paid on the down low no one can really talk about what's going on and while people are aware that there's some major loss and something's going on with him they don't really know the specifics of it they think this is just like a good friend of his who passed um so the movie rolls around a day in his life where in some interesting interesting thing happens interesting things happen to him he meets some interesting people and by the end of it it's like he finds a um new reason to live and then unfortunately has a heart attack it's a downer of a movie it's a movie that i think is really interesting in the way that it talks about um gay men at the time and how they had to uh, blend in and what they had to do in order to blend in and hide who they really were um Plenty of movies have done this, but Tom Ford himself being a gay man, I think, brings, living, a, who grew up in Texas, um, cloistered and unable to kind of be himself, um, brings a very um, 
realistic take on this and it's just a fascinating movie and just a very interesting thing it's it's beautiful to see like i said um you what would you expect from a guy who does fashion for a living of course he's going to do um you know beautiful visuals in his movie um and one of the other people that's in this that's really really good is julianne moore who plays uh colin first like best friend but who also like in a lot of these movies you know is has a lot of sadness underneath uh, much like Firth's character so if you somehow haven't seen inglorious bastards uh do yourself a favor check it out and if you're interested in seeing an interesting character drama set in the 60s from a point of view that we don't usually get from that time period um meaning it's not about hippies <laughs> um check out a single man thank you for listening and we'll see you next time